I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everybody? This is Ben Askren. I am your host of the T. Rowan Funky Show. I'm here, as always, with Mr. Tommy Rollins. And, uh, Tommy, you called me today. Man, you were all fired up. (laughs) You know, I haven't seen you that passionate about anything. So, you know, know, I know we've got a guest coming on here in a minute, but give us a little preview of what you're so fired up about. Oh, I was a little fired up because this weekend I was watching my daughter play a soccer game at, I don't know, 8 or 9 in the morning, and I saw that Molinero lost. Reese Humphrey made a poll on, you know, basically suggesting if we should evaluate our qualification process on how we make the Olympic team. Should it be results-based? Should it be a selection committee? Should we leave it as is? I made the mere suggestion that it might be worth exploring other avenues, perhaps results-based. And I got what you would call straw manned, Ben. Do you know what a straw man argument is? Well, Tommy, I, I wasn't fully sure of it, but obviously you you informed me earlier today. So now well, yeah, I, I told you what it idea. is, but but I, I'm going to read the definition because sure. really explain to me what happened to me. Straw man is a common form of argument and is an informal fallacy based on giving the impression of refuting an opponent's argument while actually refuting an argument that was not advanced by that opponent. Opponent. So, anyways, I had a lot of people come at me on Twitter, in particular Christian Piles, as to Suggest I I the system the qualification system in the United States is flawed. That's why we didn't qualify uh sixty five kilo. Uh I I'm wearing buckeye colored glasses and, and this, that and the other thing. And I was merely just having a casual conversation with a friend of mine, Reese Humphrey, on Twitter. The timing might have suggested that that I that I have a problem with our qualification system in the United States when I really don't. You know, and, well, Tommy, let me stop you there because part part of the problem I never of, I never made it seem that way. Part I of never, the problem of Twitter is it's 140 like, characters. Our, our qualification system is is not good enough. Um, I was merely making an exploratory remark about how we can potentially come up with a systemic way to select our Olympic team that might be a little bit better. But there's a big difference between that. And having a problem with the qualification process. So, so Tommy, I, you know, I knew you got cut off there for a second. What I was trying to say is, your first issue there is, um, people take Twitter way out of context. It's 140 characters; you can't get your full thoughts through. And then, you know, like you said, some people take what you said totally out of context. Uh, you know, so I think obviously, I think it was actually I, you're right, and I think it was opportunistic um, on Christian Pyle's part because he does. He's a journalist slash wrestling media member for a living, and he needs something to talk about. And so it's we're in the wow, dead of day. Wow, are you calling CP out right now? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, he's doing his job. I don't blame him. I mean, I do my job. I sell produce, so <laughs> sometimes I'm I'm slanting my argument to my advantage too. But I got strawmanned, and I was just making comments. You know, I think there's merit in some of my comments. Actually, there's merit in all of them. But you know. The fact that it, it it's it's suggested that I have a problem with our current qualification process is not even close to accurate. You know the best part about our qualification process as is is that it is one hundred percent fair and just. Hey Tommy, you know what I just realized? I'm sorry. I got ADHD. You know what I realized? What? I realized I just told our calling guest the wrong time. I told him seven twenty Pacific, but I should have told him six twenty Pacific. Because I was wondering why he wasn't calling in. So did you just unrecord it? <laughs> no, I, we'll just we'll just roll. We don't, Tommy. We don't edit. We'll just roll. That's we'll right. talk, and I'll tell him to call in at a different time. I'll tell him. To we call don't in. do this for a living. I'll tell him to call in like thirty minutes. We'll be all good. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So listen, you keep telling me about what you think America should do at sixty-five kilos. I'm gonna text. It's you. not even about you're doing it too. It's not even. <laughs> you know, it's not even about sixty-five okay, kilos. Okay. Well, you just tell me what Americans do in general. 
and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take. I don't. I don't know if America should do anything differently. Our 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 current qualification system is completely fair and just, and most of the time, maybe even more than most of the time, the the great the vast majority of the time, the cream rises to the top. We get the right guy on our team. I think Frank Frank Molinero had a, had a great tournament. I actually think he had a pretty good year, and to the point that everybody's making. He actually wrestled pretty well in these qualification events. And probably the, the biggest root of the reason why we don't have a guy at the Olympics at that weight class is that is that it's the deepest weight class in the world. It's not even that we're bad at that weight. Because even though we didn't qualify the weight, I could see us meddling at that weight. That's how... What? Uh, I could. Come I really, on. Really could. Give me I a really break. could. We've got plenty of, we got plenty of guys that meddled overseas. We've got guys that have... Junior, um, lots of junior world about- medals. You got Metcalf placing in the Oregon. There's, there's been plenty, plenty of evidence. We've beaten, I think, like, I think we've beaten four world medalists within this quad this year at that weight class. Yeah, but Tommy, when, when you're, I mean, like, when you're talking about Me- Metcalf, Molinaro doing well at these qualification tournaments. Well, the best guys in the world, the best countries in the world, already qualified for the Olympics, so they didn't even show up. So really, this is this is kind of your next tier, right? Going into these tournaments, you already had what? 13 yeah, no, guys I'm, I'm not saying that we're a world we're world beaters at the weight, but I'm just saying as for for everyone that wants to knock that we didn't qualify the weight, and there's plenty of reasons to knock it. You know, if we did qualify the weight, I wouldn't say where it's a. There's no way we can medal at that weight. I wouldn't have said that. I mean, I was feeling good about Metcalf going into the Vegas Worlds. Really? Yeah. So well, Metcalf always scared me because of you know what exactly what happened. He's got, he's got limited offense and he's never been able to get it done on the world stage. And yep. as much as I like him, and I was actually sad when he didn't make the team. You know, because he's a guy who's been with us for every time and for. If you told me in 2008 that Metcalf was never going to make an Olympic team, you know that'd be a pretty shocking statement to make. Right. So, um, but you know, as good as we've been, as many opportunities we've had, and you said we beat some world medals, yeah, we have. You know, the so the Serafian guys, I think, has been beaten by three of our guys. So maybe he's not a very good world champion. He hasn't had a good year, but we we've beaten. But, I want to say it's four world medalists this year. Four world medalists within the quad. We've beaten this year. So is it inconceivable to say, you know, I, I would have said the odds are slightly against us, but not, it's not like, um, you know, I can't even think of a guy, you know, winning the national tournament. And so long story short, I couldn't have defended myself on Twitter. I didn't even really want to. I didn't want to dignify it with a response. But to look at our qualification system more critically – and evaluate if there's a way where we can get people that perform at a higher rate on the global stage and do and and make a system that ha- provides more of an assurance that they're on our team. There's nothing wrong with that logic of looking into that. Well, Tommy, I, I wouldn't say my argument here is I I don't totally disagree with with what you're saying here, but my argument would be we do. We do. Burroughs it's and Snyder, good. It's, it's and Snyder good. earned the ability to sit out the tournament. And yes. I believe there's some extra caveat in there where if they got beat, then the person would have to outplace them at future tournaments or something to that extent. So we do. We give those guys who earn it right. um, I agree. the buy. We, 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 we do plenty them. of these things. And I don't have really – I don't think we have a bad qualification process. But if I were to, to really look at this critically, Ben – the American, and this is, this is like, you can't even put this on paper, but this, this is, this is the truth. The American style of wrestling operates in a vacuum compared to the rest of the world. And so when we wrestle each other, it's not always the best indication of how we're going to compete against a unique European style, which is what we have to compete against. And we have athletes that are not the number one American. That do better against that style. And it's proven when we go overseas. I did this myself. I've been overseas over 30 times. I've wrestled in Eastern Europe. I've gone way deep into Russia and I see it. I know it. It's a fact. And so for us to critically look at somebody's performance overseas and, and provide merit in a reward or points based system or something along those lines, 
where there is a nod given to overseas international performance in the year that we're talking about making the team, it's not without merit. That that comment is legitimate. You know that as well as I do, Ben. But, but let me play devil's advocate here for you, Tommy. Um, there's none of those examples on our team today. There's none of them. There's no, there's no one that? who, in 2016, in freestyle wrestling, I don't think you can give me one example of a guy who didn't make the team who has had a high amount of success at the world level. Uh, you know, your only one would really be Jake Varner, but he's sitting behind a world champion, so so deal with it, right? Right. But even at, say, 80... There's, there's the, the obvious ones are on the team. And yeah. so we can't use, we cannot use Jordan Burroughs and Kyle Snyder's examples as to why our qualification system works. Because, like Russ Hellickson told me, I don't deserve as much credit for coaching my national champions as I do from coaching the guy that was round of 12 and getting them to place fourth. And that's what I'm talking about here. I'm but, talking but about still, the Tommy, guys. I mean, think about it. At 65 kilo, now some of those guys had slightly more success. But which one of those guys has went and won on an international level on a regular basis? None of, the answer is none of them. I, I, none of them. I, I, feel like, I feel like the timing of this discussion automatically makes people think that it has something to do with me thinking that Molinero wasn't the right choice or Reese Humphrey having sour grapes. I mean, it's the same logic as me thinking that Christian Piles is opportunistic and framing the argument so that he has something to talk about this week because he's a journalist. And okay. I understand that. Okay, I well, really let's, do. Let's speak but, historically but, but, in the last, say, eight to ten years, right? Because that—that's when our—that's uh, when our audience. Would you're not going to like this, Ben, because sure. you're a very outspoken guy. But I yeah. don't even want to go down this road because <laughs> because here, here's why. Why? Because because I have to talk about people whom I respect immensely that that did every that they, they deserve to be on the team. Well, and I'm, I mean, and well, I have don't to tell you call that, Terry Brands. What's that? You didn't deserve it. You get what you earn. Right. Is, is but but right? but they but they followed the rules of the game accordingly, and they're on the team. And then I have to say, well, there's a guy behind them that probably would have done better. And I don't even want to go there. But okay, I don't but no, let's not say like let's not assume who would have done better, right? Let's just talk about very clear situations where guys had high level world success. Like I, I know one. Um, a, a guest we had on the show, Andy Rovat, pinned uh, Mo in 2006 and 2005. If you don't remember, Mo was in the world quarterfinal and was absolutely robbed of, of advancing to the semifinal when he was beating yes, Sajidov. And, and Sajidov stole it. The, the ref stole Sajidov, it from him. Whatever we want to call it. Whatever his name is. The ref totally stole it from him, right? And so right. he should have been in the world semifinals. Everyone thought he was kind of the next star at that weight. And then Rovat. Um, it wasn't the best two out of three this year, and Robet pins him in a chest lock, and and then that set that and then next year they say oh, we got to go back to the best two out of three, and then funny enough, Rovat uh, beats Mo two out of three in two two thousand eight to make the Olympic team, um, but you know I can't really think of another situation where it's been distinctive that one guy has more success on the world level than the other, but the other one makes the team. I mean, you know, like we'll say we'll say Steve or Pico, right? They've had some success at the international level, but they're not winning everything, right? They're they're placing, they're doing well, they're having some success, but they're not killing. They're not absolutely killing it. Is that a fair? But here, here, here's 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 the thing, and I don't want this to be about why we didn't qualify this year's weight class because, quite honestly, my opinions would be no different if we had all the weights qualified. I think, you know, I actually think that the current qualification system is the most fair and the most just way to decide the team. I'm my, what I'm saying is is that if you slant it towards somebody that does better overseas, is that wrong? No, we'd still I, have we'd still we'd still have Kyle Snyder on the team. We'd still have uh, Jordan Burroughs on the team, but but it's all about fielding the best team. And this is a tryout. It is a wrestle-off. Yeah. In, in the context of what we're talking about, that's what it is. So when you are trying to put the best team on the mat, it's it's worth exploring the options of of how to how to do that. 
Sure, and I, but I, you know, long term, I don't think you're going to. I don't think you're going to get a way to do it without having some kind of true wrestle off. Um, otherwise, it's going to be un-American. We, you know, if we're picking the team, that, that's I un-American. I so I we think, get girls. I think a huge the only thing that's un-American, I think the only thing that's un-American, is taking an individual sport and have the coach select it. But I don't think it's un-American to say, "Here's how you make the Olympic team. Ready, set, go." Yeah, of course. There's nothing un-American about that, and it, it might not be a wrestle off, but it's saying, "Here's how you make the team." If you have a world medal, then all you have to do is um, be the guy that you know. If you if if you have a world medal and you and then you medal in the upcoming year in two of these five events, Medved, Uregan, whatever they are, then you're automatically on the team. Or but what or if multiple if, people do that? What's that? What if multiple people do that? Then, but if you have the world medal, then you go. I, I mean, I it, to me. Taking the current system and saying it's right and me throwing ideas out, I mean, obviously you can punch holes in them, but you could have a, a systemic way to reward people who go to those four or five tournaments and hang up medals and you reward them in some way, shape, or form in our qualification process and not just with seeds. I'm talking about real advantages here as opposed to the guys who are number one, number two, number three in the United States and they can't buy a win when they go to Europe and wrestle. And that exists in our, in our, in our wrestling culture. Why? Because we are not the dominant country and we do have a unique style and we, and we wrestle against a style at the world level that we're not familiar with. And some guys do better with that more than others. And to me, that matters. The United States Olympic Committee, they give us funding based on medals, Ben. They don't give us funding at whether or not we qualify the weight whether or not some guy got to walk in the opening ceremonies, they give us money based on medals, yeah. medals at the world and Olympic level. So, so you're saying I failed us, Tommy? What's that? So hey, I failed us. I didn't make the <laughs> team. But but what did? But you didn't do anything that the other that another guy wouldn't have done at the Olympics, yeah. Ben. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah, so, I mean, okay. Well, let's take this for example. Um, so in that in that quad that I made the team. 2007, Donnie Pritzloff beats me, I think, two times, right? And he was also a world bronze medalist. In 06, yep. 06, but by the time we had 2008, I think I beat him, oh, I don't, I don't know. Three, I completely three, agree. And three I see or four times in a row. So, um, you know, he's got a very recent world medal, right, two years ago. Not, that's why that's you have off. to that's – why, that's why it's complicated. I think you have to put a lot of weight – into how you're wrestling leading up to the event. Yeah. And that's why you have to really give a lot of credence to our existing qualifying process. You really have to give a lot of merit to that. But yeah. to, to, to make our, you know, it's worth, I'm not even trying to change the damn system. That's what bothers me is I got straw manned. Oh, what, I'm, Tommy, what I'm saying, oh, what I'm saying is that there is merit in discussing this. And I guarantee you, that it has been discussed before. You know, Ben, in the 70s, if if you had Frank Molinero's seed, you would have had to wrestle the number eight like guy. 77 matches. Then the number seven <laughs> guy. Then the number six guy. Then yeah, so yeah, if, yeah. if you so so that obviously wasn't right, and that was American wrestling. Yeah. Frank Molinero would have never made the damn team. He would have wrestled 27 matches. He would have never made it. Uh. So so the qualification process changes every now and again. Yeah. Based on sure. based on new ideas. Based on uh, current environments based on a lot of things. And so the comment was made in, in an exploratory way and it got turned into sour grapes. You know, you, you're a Buckeye wrestling fan, you know, blah, you, 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 you don't respect Molinero. I got some tweets like that. So what are you talking about? Well, Tommy, my, my actual favorite, since we're complaining about Twitter, right? Cause that's essentially what you're complaining about right now. Yes, it is. Uh, my favorite is when, when you retweet someone because you want to show how stupid they are because they made it. And a, people think you're endorsing and it. And people think you're like endorsing it. That's and great. you're like, what in, the, what in the world just happened here? I'm trying to show people these people are stupid and they don't even get it. Right, right, oh right. Oh my goodness. Okay, so let's get off, let's get off theoretical. Yeah, we're done now. That's all I need. I'm so happy. This, this, this is why I like having a podcast though. Get your, get your thoughts out. But how, Tommy, how bad is it? Tell me how bad, how catastrophic. It's bad, right? And we, we might have Rich back on. 
I don't know. He's going to have to explain something. But, I mean, in, in my recent memory, the most weights America has not qualified is one. And that's been a Greco weight uh, a couple times. And, you know, yeah, I, but I we can didn't really qualify Zadik in 08. We, we really – we didn't do our job in 08. Well, and we got we yeah. got handed a gift. Sure. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll give you that. But, I mean, five. Five out of 18, right? That's uh, that's roughly 30%. That's that's pretty rough. Yeah. It's it's not good. It's not good. Um, I mean, I, I will say there's a lot of reasons why um, – th- there's a lot of reasons – why that is, but there's no country in the world that has, um, in my opinion, a more resourceful system to create our country's best rest or the world's best wrestlers. And Rich said that when we had him on. But so, so, so where, what you know, at, at what level does this fall on? And I think it's funny because folk style often gets blamed um, for, for the the faults of our international wrestlers. But I think it's funny because at 65 kilos, two of the guys who stopped us from qualifying that weight were guys who came through the folk style American system, right? They wrestled high school and college folk style nine years um, and then went on to wrestle for their respective countries. Uh, you know, I know obviously Frank still trains at Nittany Line. I think, I think Boris trains part time at Illinois Wrestling Training, uh, Regional Training Center. So folk style is this, um, is this demon to a lot of people sometimes, but obviously in this case, you can't make that argument. So what what needs to happen moving forward, and um, you know who's to blame, if anyone? And you know, is there anything we can do about it to make it better? I do think folk style is partially to blame. I think that if oh, you look, if you Tommy. look at the Ben, just look Stop. at the average age of a world champion from a country not named the United States, and the average age of a world champion from the United States. It's like 21 or 22 years old is the average age of the world champion from another country. We're talking about the first time they win it? Or? First time they win it. And okay. in the United States, it's like 27 or 8. So we're, we're taking the prime years away from the human body and the sport of wrestling because the rest of the world shows us that. And we're devoting not only our, our greatest physical time to, 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 to hone in on our craft – to the collegiate level, but we're emotionally committed to winning the NCAA championship. I was. Okay, but Tommy, let, let me really do this. I told you this argument the other day when we were on the phone. So if you take if you take our wrestlers, right, our 65-kilogram wrestlers that were at the World Team Trials, and you put Franklin Gomez and, and Novichov in there, Novikov, I think, if you put them in there, right, we wouldn't rate Novikov or Gomez very close to the top, in my opinion. I think I think this, they'd be this runs around so much deeper than that, though. No, it, no, it this, doesn't. But they they, they all wrestle. Yeah, it does because night. because if you've got every guy, every wrestler that we're talking about, and every coach that we know, and every media wrestling outlet talking about the Olympics only, and I'm defending gut wrenches and hitting leg laces when I'm six, and I'm and I'm hitting a three point throw to win my state title. And I'm, and I'm hitting a gut with 10 seconds to go in the match to hang up an NCAA title. And I'm, and I'm charging into the world and Olympic team trials at age 21. And not only me, but hundreds and hundreds of other guys that are really good at the sport. We would crush Russia. Oh, no, opinion. there's, there's no crush way. There, there's no crush. Dude, uh, there's 50,000 nope, wrestlers in nope, Russia. Uh, uh-uh, no way. There's 50,000. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, Ben? Vladikovkaz, Mahachkala. Yeah, I've been, I've been down there. down in the southern part sure. of Russia. It's like the size of Ohio. But that's just like saying – It's that's like, like no, that's saying... where they all come from, dude. It's it's that area, Dagestan, Mahachkala, Vladikovkaz, Chechnya. That region yeah, is of course. 80% of these dudes come from. It's the size of freaking Ohio. But that just means they have great coaching and a great system. That doesn't mean that there's something – I mean when, when I made that argument last year – uh, our guys are not improving after wrestling exclusively freestyle. They're not. And wait, but the argument I would have here is that Navachkov and Gomez have improved since college significantly. How can you say that? What is Navachkov? What has Navachkov done internationally that blows your mind? I mean, he got that robbed. Against, say, he got robbed against say, the Russian in the quarters last year. He he got robbed. I mean, robbed, robbed, robbed. I mean. 
Just the match was stolen from him. So likely he would have been, I think, in the semifinal. But he's training in the United States. Ben. No, he spends part of his time in Bulgaria. But I, but Novotkov wasn't anywhere near a, a Metcalf level or an Oliver level. I, I mean, thought he was pretty good. No, I mean, yeah, he his was talent good, level. He wasn't his Metcalf. talent level would 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 have suggested otherwise that he would have a pretty good international career. No, that's crazy talk. He wasn't Steve or Metcalf or Oliver level. He was his college career oh, was nothing like that. He did beat uh, who? He beat um, Humphrey in college. Yeah, but Humphrey wasn't a good college wrestler. <laughs> okay, exactly. So I he mean, improved. Not obviously good, but not. So he uh, improved. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, would, I think your argument. It's, it's just Reese no. What, what we're doing is we're, we're grasping for. at straws. We're doing straw man arguments to each other. Well, but, no, we got. I mean, you know, we got to discuss this somehow, right? We can't just say this is an impossible argument. How I, are we ever I have nothing. I have nothing. I have no data to give you because the data doesn't exist. All I know is this. I know this about me, or I feel this way about me. I don't know this about me. If all I ever did was freestyle, I think I would have been more of an impact at an earlier stage in my career at the international level. I would have honed in on those skills that were missing and done better. I mean, how, how could I how could I not say that's the case? I mean, that seems like what should happen, right? But statistics aren't proving that. I mean, because we our, don't have any statistics. We don't have. No, our guys aren't getting system. better post college. They aren't. That's I made. I made that graph. We saw that our guys are not getting better after college. This is not happening. Their best results are coming as close to college as they can come. There's very, very, very Daniel Dennis. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. But maybe they would be even better if they were doing freestyle. I mean, to, to some extent, when you get to that level, you either have it or you don't. I mean, you've heard that before. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, by the time we get to an international career, we're what fifteen years deep in a wrestling. In the average age of the world champion in the United States, I forget what it was. It was, a, it was a stat USA Wrestling was providing to us when we when I was training. But these dudes, we're like twenty six or twenty seven average for our first world title. And yeah. the rest of the world is like twenty one. Well, doesn't I, that tell you something, Ben? I don't. I don't think, is going to college. I don't think the the whole system of America is going to change the freestyle anytime soon. So let's let's talk about let's talk about real solutions that can really happen, and let's talk about why Borislav Novachkov, who lost to Kellen Russell twice and never won an NCAA title, is now going to represent his country in the Olympics. But we can't have four time. Uh, NCAA champions or Hodge Trophy winners representing our country because we didn't qualify that weight. But right? I don't think something Boris, happened there. I just don't think Borislav would have been would have. I think if you put him in the Olympic trials, he would have had a good just as good a chance as the five or six guys that had a chance a month ago. I mean, I don't think that's a good example. I mean, you put him in the Olympic trials, I wouldn't make him. All right, favorite. Gomez. I mean, What's Gomez that? has got a world silver medal. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I mean. Are we going to take this espionage guy and use him as an example? He's terrible. How well, oh, he got a silver. silver medalist let's, ever. let's use him as an example, Ben. He's terrible. You know what Don't I'm saying? Don't even get me started. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think I think there's something. I, I mean, and I've said this for a while, and obviously I wrestled at the international level for the United States. Um, I think there's something we're missing, and I don't think it's folk style. I mean, obviously, I see the common sense. I don't argument. think you can pinpoint. It, it, I mean, yeah. I think it's. But you got to do your best, enough. right? If, if you're if you're Rich Bender or you're a coach in the American system, you got to try to make some guesses at what it is, right? It's just like it's like when you're wrestling, Tommy. I was trying to explain this to a kid the other day, a uh, good high school wrestler, right? But sometimes he looks he, he looks to his coach for too many answers. I told him, listen, when you get challenges, you got to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's how you get better because you keep running this roadblock and you figure out what is causing me to fail here. Mm-hmm. And then you figure it out. And then the next time you hit that situation, you got the answer ready, boom, and you're through it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you hit some more roadblocks and you figure them out and boom, and you're through it. So what's our roadblock? Where are we hitting it and why are we hitting it? Because obviously, um, you know, if we have five weights not qualified for America – uh, and, you know, 65 kilo, I was way off. I was personally way off because I said this is possibly the best weight in American history. And that's that's crazy talk because it's not even it's, – it's technically the worst out of the six weights just in this 2016 year because it, it's the only one that's not qualified. Well, yeah, and we had four opportunities. Four. So it's not like we had one. We had 
We had four. The, we had the World Championships in Vegas. We had the Pan Am Qualifier. We had Mongolia, and we had where were we last week? Turkey. Turkey. Yep. So we had four chances. We didn't get it through. I, I just, you know, I I don't like to appear as if I'm giving American. I mean, it, it's unacceptable. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, right. If you're Here, like- here's the thing is here's the thing, Ben. It's unacceptable, and I don't think. I mean, no one would say that it is. I don't think it's acceptable. But, and I, I hate saying that, but there's a lot of reasons why it's harder to do what we used to do 25 years ago. There's a lot. I mean, so is it, this is the kind of question I was trying to ask Rich. Um, and, and, you know, obviously we speculated, but I think there, I think through the last four Olympics, there are the same amount of qualification spots per weight. That's correct, right? What do you mean by that? I don't like, follow. Like, say, 20, 20 qualification spots per weight class. Yeah, there's like 18 or 19. 18 or 19, right now, whatever so. it is. I think um, it's the same, yeah. So it's, it's been the so same. There's one less weight class. There's one less weight class, which obviously means Same more. amount of wrestlers in the world. Sure. So, um, And what I weight mean, class got squeezed the most? What what weight area got squeezed the most? Well, the one that didn't qualify. Yeah. Also, what 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 body type are most people on the planet either 65 or 74 that area yeah. right yeah so i mean it's like i don't want to be mr give the usa a break because it is unacceptable because we have all these resources i'm just saying it's it's not it's not it's a rubik's cube it's not a a, a, a two plus two yeah but you see you see a little kid that, that has the uh, little blindfold on he figures that rubik's cube out with his uh right without exactly. even looking at it he's a genius so who are we gonna put in the top of USA wrestling? Is gonna do I that? agree, it's a heck of a job. It's heck of it's, a job. It, it, it is it's fun. It's it reminds me of uh, you know a lot of challenges. Yeah. So. so I mean, but overall, right? We 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 should expect America to do better. I, well, I, we should be top eighteen in the world, no matter what. Thank God, thank God. Yes, we should. So uh, wait, I didn't even mention Jesse Thilke. Did you, I, I I watched him because he's a Wisconsin native. Um, been around him. He was he attended my camp when he was like a little little kid, tiny little kid, um, and he's around once in a while. And man, he wrestled his butt off, qualified the spot. He he brought it, brought the heat. So that was awesome. It was um, awesome, really yeah. awesome. So uh, I guess I'll spoil our guest. We haven't named him. Nick, Mister Nick Zinkin's going to come on, who uh, was a big part of bringing Fresno State wrestling back. And Fresno State made their hire today. So they hired Troy Steiner, and I think this is one of the great stories in, in NCAA wrestling right now is that a program got brought back from nowhere, and they're they're starting up again. They're not going to have a team next year, but they will fill the team the year after that. So, I mean, that's really exciting. So we're going to kind of It is exciting. And I think Steiner's a great – I mean, he's just all – you're not going to hear negative things said about him. Everyone really you know, has, says high, high, high remarks for him. Of course. Hundred percent, I agree. So um, that's who we're going to bring on a little bit later. Um, you got anything else to get off your chest about that sixty-five kilo situation or, no, or anything else? Not really. It's just, it's just very circumstantial. It's, it, I mean, figuring out a way to be a preeminent powerhouse in the world for American wrestling. It's a freaking Rubik's cube, and we do have a lot of resources. We pay a lot of people to figure it out. They do it for a living. So I'm not trying to say that that expectation shouldn't be there. But this is tough, man. This is trying to be the best on the planet. So you think, let me see, right now, your guess, just some heads roll because they only qualified 13 out of 18? No, I think all that matters is medals, dude. Dude, I'm telling you right now. Okay. If, if 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 we get three medals in freestyle... Two medals in Greco and two medals in women's. Nobody's going to care about. Nobody at the wow. United that, States. That would be a great showing because I mean, in, in I'm well, that's right. That's what exactly what I'm saying. And so, do you really think that since Kyle Snyder, Jordan Burroughs, and Jaden Cox each get a medal, that that is indicative of our system, or is that indicative of them? And so it just gets into this like circumstantial discussion. Of, of okay, so so now the American system, American wrestling system, is called into question because we didn't qualify the weight. But then Tervel, Jaden, um, Kyle, and and uh, Jordan have a good tournament, and, and then three months later, the American wrestling system couldn't be better. I mean, this is wrestling here; it's tough. You know what I mean? So to me, when I say what's the best way to to make our system have a lot of depth 
year in and year out. I mean, if we switch to freestyle, which is completely impractical, I feel like that would change it within five years. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing that, that I actually talked to uh, a good friend about this morning, and I think will change, or maybe is changing the system. We'll see how it affects it. Dude, I heard that there's some big money offers being made for Nashawn Garrett, Jimmy Kennedy, and David Taylor. Now, to do not, what? To come train. Got Just it. train. That's it. And and Tommy, you know, as I know, this didn't exist for us in, even in 2008. No way. Didn't exist. I mean, we were not being paid very much at all to, to just train. And, you know, we were expected to do, to do some coaching duties as well. Uh, but so what I, you know, I always thought that if, if I could do nothing but focus on wrestling, I would be able to be better. And that's kind of, that's kind of where Jordan Burroughs is at. And he's one of the only guys in America, I think, that's on that um, level. But now it seems that um, some bids are being made for Nishan Garrett, David Taylor, and Jimmy Kennedy. They're going to get paid... Uh, a large amount of money, a very large, right? I'm not saying that lightly. Is this Arizona State? Uh, I heard that's one of them. That's for one of them, but not the other two. Um, and I think if those guys are able to really legitimately focus on nothing but wrestling, not coaching the college team, not doing camps and seminars, but really just how do I be the best wrestler I can be, I think that's going to help. I don't know if it will. We'll see. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I think it'll help. I think it'll help. I mean, it also just helps the college program to say that those guys live on their campus. I mean, that's the motivation. That's where the money comes from, yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So that, that I think that I think, I think that's where, where's ta- where's Kennedy and Taylor getting offered? Well, I, I can't. You know, my source asked me to keep it uh, secret, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna respect that for now. I mean, maybe maybe it'll be reported. You know, they are. I think those two are kind of a package deal, right? Because David, obviously, it's not Columbus, or I would have commented on it. <laughs> <laughs> they, David is uh, is married to Jimmy Kennedy's sister, right? Or engaged uh, they're getting or married, or they're married, or something like something that. Something that affects. So those two might be somewhat of a package deal. Mm. Um, but I think I thought that was a very interesting development. Is that um, guys are actually? You know, I don't know. Maybe Steber is at Ohio State. I don't know. I don't do those guys at the Ohio RTC. Are they expected to have some coaching duties as well, or are they just expected? No, to train? their their only job is to train. Now that being said, sometimes they're expected to um, participate in, in RTC workouts where you know other RTC guys that are also in college get to work work out with them. So it's like you got to yeah. be there. Yeah, of course. But they they don't have to coach. They don't have to come to the college practices. They don't have to do anything that. That interferes, in my opinion, with their goal of being a world Olympic champion. So it's a pretty unique environment. I know that those environments exist elsewhere. Probably, I would say, legitimately five or six places in the country. And so, I mean, I don't know if you can discuss or you know. I'll, I'll, I, I don't know that you know, but Ohio RTC are they getting paid like a a real legitimate salary, like something you could be proud of? They're getting paid enough to where they don't have to worry about. Going to the movies on a Friday night with their wife, or nice. or paying rent in a decent apartment, or having a car payment where they're driving a car that's you know not more than you know five years old, wow. you know. Okay. So they're able to they're able to earn more than more than modest, but but not lucrative. Cool. Well, that's good. Because I think that'll make the system better. I think if guys, yeah, could, I don't. I wouldn't call it a humble living that they have, but it's also it's nothing to write home about. I mean, they yeah. just, you know. But if you can, pay, if you can get paid a decent salary and focus on nothing but wrestling, that, that's fantastic. You have you sh- you're able to be focused on wrestling. That's the only great. reason you'd be focused on making more than what the RTC gives you is because you want it. Okay. Not because not because you need it. Hey, can I bring up? I, I'm going to get way off topic. Can I bring up one more topic that I told you I wanted to do? Has it bugging me for a while that I wanted to talk about? No. Um, but we never brought up. And we're going to bring up the the FRL show again, which you were, you were picking on CP. Well, I'm going to pick on Willie a little bit. Um, Let's do fun. it. Man, we're wrecking their show right now. Willie hey, and CP, well, we love you guys, I, but we're shaking you down. They tonight. didn't mention my name, but all of the tweets they suggested was either from Reese Humphrey or me. So. Uh, no, it was about my tweets. Yeah. So Will, Willie has said so many times now on his show, the college season's too long. It grinds these guys down. It's a grind. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, Tommy, I don't know about you. I freaking loved it. I couldn't wait till season started. I was sad when it ended. <laughs> 
and maybe, maybe I'm a freak, but I just loved competing. I loved I mean, I, it. You want me to be honest? Sure. Go ahead. Uh, you're kind of a freak. <laughs> really? You so you don't feel that way? Well, I love wrestling, and I sure. loved the college season in a way. The only time where I'm I'm like siding with Willie, where when he says it's just a t- all out grind and it's too long, is my freshman year. I mean, I I had nothing left in the tank. I got second, so you would think that I had all this chart. I mean, if it was another week, I think I would have fallen apart. You know what I mean? Really? But I don't think it's too long. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of on the fence with that. I mean, I know what he's saying. There's an element of it that is pretty long, but yeah, I mean, the guys that are getting it done don't feel that way all the time. I mean, they're excited about competing. They love to compete. They love to have a, sh- they love to be, you know, out there when the lights are on. So why would I be opposed to another weekend of lights? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that is how I felt. I love that shit. And so <laughs> I, I was sad when the season was over. I was happy when it got started. I never felt like, and you know, I was excited to go to practice. I loved it. So right. um, maybe if we took a survey of a hundred wrestlers, they wouldn't feel that way. That's how I felt. So um, I don't think it needs to be shortened. Uh, you know, I could see some things being changed around here and there to make a little more sense, especially if we want to have a dual meet focus. But as far as the length of it, I'm good. I could also get the argument that you can make it a one semester thing. I think that makes sense. Right, but uh, you don't. Have, I don't. In my opinion, you don't have to shorten it. That's maybe just my opinion. I don't. I know. don't think it's gonna. What's it, I don't know what it would accomplish. Shortening the season. I yeah. I don't know what it would accomplish either. Uh, maybe I, I think his point is that guys are burnt out and they don't want to wrestle and freestyle. But I think right now in the, you know, in the off season or when their college career ends. Um, no, in the off season of, of during their college career. And I, you know, I always wrestled in freestyle, so obviously that, that didn't apply to me either. Um, yeah. you know, I think a lot of our best guys right now are wrestling freestyle. Well, I think that the, the undertone here in American wrestling, I mean, the, the good thing is, is that, I mean, I think it's a great time to be named the head coach of the U.S. national team. I mean, there, there is a young crop moving through here that are age 19, 20, 21 that are, Doing things at the cadet and junior level on a world level that, and I and I, I'm sure that some numbers guys can get this out real quick, but I feel like our results at the cadet and junior worlds in the past five or six years are are way better than the years prior to that. Well, but that that's kind of a that's kind of a little bit of a misnomer, Tommy, because if you remember, we never we never attended. uh Oh, Nick's calling in. And this, I don't, you know, I don't want this to be a vanilla answer, even though it's kind of a vanilla question. But what were the things that you guys thought were important in in, in hiring a head coach, so that so you get somebody out there that that um, really can do the job on the West Coast and start something from scratch? Well, you 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 wanted uh, you wanted somebody with a marquee name who's going to be recognized by the young high school wrestlers as someone that, hey, I would love to go wrestle for a guy like that. Um, Obviously, that's big. You want someone who had some familiarity with recruiting from this area, which Troy has. Um, You want somebody who who is going to, you know, bringing back a program you want the program in safe hands and not have any mishaps or scandals or problems uh, right out of the get-go and start making everyone scratch their head and thinking, well, was this the right thing to do? And, you know, in one conversation with Troy, you could tell it would be very hard to entrust a program with uh, in better hands. He's just, he's just aside from, from being an outstanding wrestler and coach, he's just a guy who's got the utmost integrity and character and core values is, you know, most anyone you'll ever meet. And so, so I feel safe. I feel like, you know, we've, we've got the program. He's going to be able to keep the kids going to class, keeping them in check on the weekend, uh, doing those kinds of things that, are going to keep the, the program in a positive light and moving forward um, as opposed to, you know, maybe someone who's fresh off the mat, who's an outstanding wrestler, but maybe still kind of a kid himself and doesn't have the, the, the mature, you know, hasn't totally matured 
uh, from a coaching standpoint, like Troy has, uh, that, that, you know, I, I, I wanted somebody with more coaching experience and more ability to, um, to, uh, watch, take care of the program. So those, those things were important to me. Nice. And so I, you know, I told Tommy, we, we talked about the Fresno State coming back and we were kind of talking about a couple other programs and you mentioned it right off the bat, Nick. And I said, uh, if, if you could draw a fence around, say, an hour and a half or two hour radius from where Fresno State is located, you're going to encompass uh, a very large amount of very high level wrestlers. I mean, you, you can make your team out of just that, that circle of wrestlers, right? And so I think dropping a fence around where you're not letting those recruits get out to Oklahoma State and Penn State and Iowa on a regular basis is going to be super important for Troy to have success. Um, is that something you feel? And is there a feel within the community that, hey, we want to stay home and we want to give this area something to be proud of? Yes, a- absolutely. And, and you know the other thing I was doing, Ben, during this process, I was consulting with the Terrapellis who obviously play a key role here uh, in the in the high schools. Buchanan just won the state last year, uh, who which is coached by Troy Terravelli, who uh, the maybe five years before that has been Clovis I, coached by Steve and Adam Terravelli. You wanted a coach. Wait, there's a brother rivalry out there? <laughs> yeah, it, you know what? Of course it is, but they, uh, <laughs> they also work work really good with each other and if they're not if it's not a head up match Clovis versus Buchanan, they're rooting for their brother's team. It's a it's a neat relationship and they're just doing a great job. And so you wanted you you know, even when Fresno State was uh the the late stages of Fresno State uh program back in the nineties when I was wrestling there, you were having some people leave to to uh, coming through Clovis High, going to Illinois, and um, you know you don't you, you if you can avoid that you want to avoid that, and so getting someone who was respected by those guys was really important. So you know they can help steer the guy, the local talent to stay here, because just like you're saying on just if we retain just the local talent, we would be really competitive. In, you know in in a few years after we build a team. I mean, the local talent is that good around here. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. And Tommy and I, uh, on that episode I'm referencing, we were talking about the five best areas for high school wrestling in the whole country. And obviously Tommy's very biased to the Cleveland area and <laughs> St. Yep. Ed's. But I, I think yep. California can compete with anybody. Um, yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, so I guess... Uh, Last question. We don't want to steal too much of your time, but you know, th- this process you guys have went through to br- bring the team back to where it's going to be a you know fully supported Division One program w- within a handful of years. Um, you think that's something that could be repeated on a more regular basis on the West Coast? Because you know there aren't a huge amount of programs out there anymore, um, and especially with, with Grand Canyon unfortunately being dropped this year. I you know if we can build a few more in Oregon or another program like that out there, I think that's going to be a huge benefit to the wrestling community and obviously the whole wrestling community on the West Coast because kids are going to have more opportunities. I mean, you got 800, 800 high schools that support wrestling in California, and you only have a handful of visual opportunities. Yes, I, I do. In fact, we've had calls uh, to to people affiliated with Fresno State, you know, for athletic directors at other schools and, and people like that saying, hey, you know, we're all kind of watching how you're going to do this and what the model is um, because I think there is some interest and we're hoping, like heck, we're going to trend this now in the right direction because back, you know, when Fresno State was dropped, then it just felt like dominoes. I think we lost... Bankersfield, of course, it came yeah. right back. Fullerton, Oregon, it just, you know, so we're trying to reverse that trend. And I think by hiring Troy, Troy coupled with this area, I think is going to do really, really good things. And, and hopefully, um, 
hopefully it picks up and it spreads because we need more West Coast wrestling. 100%. All right, well, great. Uh, we appreciate you hopping on with us. Do you, do you have any uh, anything else you want to share with us? I, I know I'm going to try to get Troy on with us at some point and kind of talk about the, the opportunity, but um, you anything else to share with us? The, the floor is yours. You know, not at this time other than to just say thanks for having me and uh, so excited you guys are talking about this and everyone is uh, beyond the valley is, is getting excited for Fresno to come back. It was gone too long, and we're going to be back, and I'm very confident Troy's going to take us to high grounds. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be exciting. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Nick. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a good night. Take care. Tom, are you still there? Well, hell, I lost Tommy <laughs> at, some, at some point during this conversation. My Skype is still showing me that Tommy's here, but apparently Tommy is not here. Or I can't hear him, or I, I don't know. So I guess on... Uh, hello? thought I heard him. I guess on that note, we'll end the show. Can you hear me? Oh my God, where did you come from, Tommy? Dude, my, my, we're so Bush League. My, uh, my, my speaker doesn't work. Hold on a second. Could you hear me? Yeah, the whole time I could hear you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I guess Tommy's not here. I guess it's just me. I guess we're done. All right, Tommy, did you did I leave ben, you? Can you me? I got you. Jeez. Hey, I, I got, got I got some terrible news for you. Also, speaker back. Sorry uh, about that, brother. I don't know if it was something with your speaker or if it was just my computer, but I looked down and the freaking call recorder had stopped, and I restarted it. So I don't know how much of that conversation we missed. I'm hoping it's only a short amount of time, but I don't know. I saw it all. No, I'm saying I'm saying my call recorder on my computer that records this, so so that our audience can listen to it. It stopped. When did it stop? I don't know. That's my point. I don't know it's when it stopped. Now. Uh, yeah, I turned it back on. Uh, I turned it back on ten minutes ago. Um, so I, I know we got a majority of that that Nick conversation, but I don't know when it stopped. Um, wow, we we are on a roll today, Tommy. We're kind of dilapidated. Not very oh perfect. wow! Well, that you know that happens sometimes. So at uh, Nick's, that Zinkin family, man. I mean, they're I, awesome. I wish we could have got into that, but the Zinkin family. They basically resurrected Fresno State Wrestling. They're active in supporting uh, MMA uh, wrestlers turned MMA, you being one of them. Um, they're just really successful, polished, ambitious business people that, I mean, man, they're just impressive. I've never uh, officially met Dwayne Zinkin, but um, I've texted with him, called him a little bit here and there just about various things. Just seems like a great family, man. Yeah, 100%. Uh, obviously. So you Dwayne, like the, you like the representation they give you? Yeah, Dwayne's been my manager for, shoot, I don't know, seven years, six years. I don't know. It's been, either way, it's been a while. Nick on uh, today, was he more active in the whole Fresno State thing? Nick was. Dwayne said he felt like he had to kind of step out a little bit, especially during the hiring process because – because of his relationship with a lot of the MMA fighters, they, they were pushing certain candidates to him, and he felt like he didn't want to have any bias uh, That's cool. involved in there. So, yeah, so I think that was why he stepped out. Nick was very, very involved. Um, Dennis Toledo, I know, who is a former Fresno State coach. He's the man. I like Dennis. Dennis, he's a good guy. He was involved in the hiring process. So I know that the, the administration was at least smart enough to get a lot of these guys who deeply care about the program to be involved in the hiring process, which is fantastic. Do you know one? And this is way back when, but I want to say the year Strip Matter wrestled Abbas in like the early two thousands. Yeah, I- Iowa wrestled at Fresno. This just gives you an idea of the wrestling out there. I remember this, or was it Iowa State? Somebody wrestled at Fresno. I think it was, it was Iowa State, I believe. And they had like eleven thousand. Eleven thousand. Yeah, I remember that. It's wild, isn't it? It is. It's crazy. So hey, stop. wait, speaking of big crowds, did, did you hear about, I think it's Rutgers versus Princeton's going to try to set the record over uh, Oklahoma State, Iowa? It ain't happening, but I love it. Well, that'd be freaking awesome if they did. I mean, <laughs> you know, I love this one-upsmanship and this 
wrestling people are finally getting it. We got to put on a show. We have yeah. to put on. I think Tom Ryan's got something up his sleeve. Oh, you're leaking information. Tommy. No, and I'm not. And that you're is not. That does not have. I, that does not have. A, there's no subliminal message there. I just. I just feel like I haven't talked to Tom in a while, you're but I think he's got it. something up his sleeve. You are so full of it. So, um, gosh, what did I? I wanted to say something else. Oh yeah, hypothetically, Ben. You're Troy Steiner. You just got named the head coach at Fresno State. You don't have a varsity team for a year and a half. You've got all this scholarship money, and you have no staff. What do you do? You know what? I, I told Troy. I, I called him today. Cause I, so Troy coached me when I was younger um, in high school. And I was talking to him, and I realized he's actually in a really fantastic situation because you know, when most college coaches get hired, they get thrown into the fire. They got a season coming up. They got uh-huh. to train guys. They got to win right away, you know? So he's got this this period where he's got no team. He's got no schedule. He don't got to travel anywhere. Um, he really doesn't have to recruit for, you know, for a couple months here, starting, you know, going into next year. So he's really going to kind of get to build it the way he wants to build it. I mean, and no that's, doubt. that's kind of a great thing i mean he's so i think get, it starts with the staff don't yeah. you and and you know and so he doesn't need his staff right away he doesn't need them next week right right so he no, can kind of take his time and really go try to he's, recruit he, he, he you know he really does need to get out in the community do a bunch of clinics buddy up with the terrapellis and all the other big names out there in that in that region of california yeah get get entrenched in the community while he methodically pursues Hiring the best staff known to man. Yeah, and, I, and I don't Jake know Varner. who's going to be. I would be. go get Jake Varner, dude. I was I was going to say Jake, Jake Varner was going to be the first name that came into my head. Um, you know, obviously a guy like he's my nemesis, and I don't like him, but Chris Pendleton was is from the area, so that would be uh, that'd be another good one. Um, high level guy knows the area. Um, you know, I, no I think there's a handful of guys right from the area. You know, I don't think you're going to get maybe an Eric Guerrero. Or uh, or a Jamil Kelly because they already have high positions other places. So you know I don't think you're going to get a guy like that. But you know the other thing that you know the other thing that if I were Troy Steiner I would consider is that every every time you start a new job you have this honeymoon period where the people that hired you and everybody around you like it's easier to get things done. Um, I would be really pushing the issue with the administration and the Zinkin family and anybody that wants to see the program advance with. You know, hey, if I want to get Jake Varner and Chris Pendleton on my staff, I need X amount of money. I yeah. need this, 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 and this. I mean, why not? You know, I would be pushing, pushing, pushing. The worst they can do is say no. Yeah. But Jake Varner, you know, I think he's a four-time finalist. I know he won it twice. Yeah, two-time finalist. Two-time world Olympic medalist champ, all that good stuff. I mean, I would get him because Jake Varner, the name, and Jake Varner physically appearing at dual meets and being in the room every day. Um, and walking into a kid's living room on the West Coast, you know, it doesn't matter if he doesn't have much experience. I mean, that's what Troy Steiner's there for. Yeah. Um, I would go get Varner. That'd be my top priority. So, yeah, and I, and I think there's a handful of kids that he can um, go be, aggr- be aggressive with and try to get one of these guys. But, yeah, I think it's fantastic, and I think you're 100%. You know what? I, I, I didn't ask Troy this, but I, I would guess he's already maybe we don't call them demands. But he's made sure that his needs are going to be met. Does that make right, sense? Right, right. No, I'm, of course it does. And you know what? In three years, when he when he moseys on in there after he's got two America, two All Americans, and they got twelfth, and they wanted to do better, but they didn't. And you, and, and you know, it's all the shine has worn off of Troy, not because it has anything to do with Troy Steiner. It happens to everybody, right? Yeah. And when he's like, "Hey, you know, I really need." My locker room renovated. They're gonna be like, whatever, Troy. That's number seventeen on the list right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that that shine, that honeymoon phase is gone right now. I would go get it while the getting's good. Yeah, and I, you know, I would guess he's kind of already done that. I don't know. He's done that. I'm gonna try to pop him on the show. Um, so I won't. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna not be on that because you're filming that in the next couple of days in the morning. I yeah. won't be available. So yeah. So just so all of our guests know. Uh, I have to head to Central Asia for this media tour. Uh, so I'm going to be freaking all over the place next week. So Tommy and I are going to uh, kind of take a week off, but I'm, I'm going to get an interview. We're, we're going to go on a break. What? Just one week. Just you and break. I. No, you and I, we're going to take a break from each other. <laughs> we need it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, jeez. More technical difficulties. Tommy, I popped my headphones off there. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. 
All right. I, I think I think I've had it. I think that's a wrap. I think we've had enough tef- technical difficulties for one night. Kind of a bush league podcast, but at least we were speaking from the heart, right? We always speak from the heart. So, any last words? No, man. I'm I'm excited about what's going on on the West Coast. I mean, I'm I'm really cheering for that. We we need that out there, and um, you know, you got Arizona State popping up and doing big things, and it'd be nice to get uh, some West Coast love out there. I agree. So let's just thank our sponsor, Defense Soap. We love you guys. Defend what you've built. And uh, and that's it for this week. So we'll talk to you guys next week. or We'll talk to you guys in two weeks, but I'll be talking to Troy Steiner in a couple of days. Have a great night, and that's it. Sounds good, brother. See ya. See ya.